message prepared. Amen. I feel like God is doing a quick work. Amen. Amen. I feel like revival is in Hutchison. I said I feel like revival's in Hutchison. Amen. Right now is the time, amen, to get full of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. First Peter chapter 5. Praise God. We're really, really glad for John being here tonight. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. I believe that God has started something in his life. Amen. That, amen. It won't end. It'll just keep getting better. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost, it doesn't get old. Amen. It gets better. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is new every day. Hallelujah. 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. And we're going to read this passage of Scripture. And I probably will not come back to it tonight. Amen. Lord willing. Amen. We're going to preach on the great shepherd. First Peter chapter 5 verse 1. The elders which are among you I exhort. Who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resist, resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him. For he careth for you, casting all your care upon him. For he careth for you. Be sober. Everyone say, be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Notice verse 9. It says, whom resist steadfast in the faith. This is how you resist the devil. Amen. In the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Praise God. Let's ask God to help us tonight. God, I love you tonight. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people. God, I ask you tonight, God, to touch this church. God, with a vision of revival. God, to see the lost souls of this city. God, that want to be changed, that want to be transformed. Oh, God. In the name of Jesus, God, I ask you tonight, God, I rebuke every spirit in Jesus' name. God, we thank you, Lord God, for the deliverance, God, that you have brought to this church, brought to this people in the name of Jesus Christ. God, I thank you for it right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You ought to thank you for delivering you from sin. Delivering you from the old life that, God, I'm not the same person I used to be. 
Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. You can be seated. Amen. Psalms 23 is a passage of Scripture. It is a chapter in the Word of God that is many times the only time that we see it or read it is at a funeral. And that ought not be. Praise God. Amen. The Word of God is not just for uh, a time of grieving. The Word of God, amen, is for doctrine. It is for correction. It is for instruction in righteousness. Thank God for His Word, amen, that we can have uh, the light shined on our pathway. Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word of God illuminates uh, the pathway that we walk down every day. Amen. And so we look at these verses of Scripture, and uh, you'll, just have to, you'll just have to bear with me tonight. I'm going to give you what God gave me today. Amen. It started early this morning. Amen. As I was getting ready for the day and I was ironing my shirt, I felt the Holy Ghost come upon me. Amen. As God began to speak to me and God began to deal with me in my spirit. Amen. But the Lord is my shepherd. Amen. A shepherd, uh, he has a lonely job. He has a job that is forever watchful. The shepherd is always ready. The Word of God tells us to be ready unto every good work. Amen. The Word of God tells us that the great shepherd, amen, that when he appears, that he's going to give us a crown of life that fadeth not away. Hallelujah. Oh, thank God, amen, for his word, that this word tells us uh, that if we're faithful, amen, that he'll tell us, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. I'm thankful for the Holy Ghost tonight. Uh, I'm thankful tonight, uh, amen, that God has his eye upon us. Uh, if his eye is on the little sparrow that flies around out there in the wild, do you think that he's more concerned about his child? Uh, amen. He numbers the hairs on our head. Uh, amen. He clothes the lily. Uh, amen. He clothes the flowers of the field with beauty. Uh, amen. And he tells us, hey, you're my child. Hallelujah. Oh, thank God he is my shepherd. Thank God he's watching over me. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Amen. God has his eye on his children. Amen. I can remember many times my children growing up, and it hasn't stopped. Amen. It won't stop until the day I cease to breathe. But I watch. Amen. I watched my children when they were young. I mean, I just didn't watch them play, but I watched over them. Amen. I tried to protect them with everything, every ounce of, of watchfulness that I had because I didn't want any harm to befall them. I didn't want anything to come, amen, their way. 
way that would destroy them so I would teach them. Oh, come on, I'm preaching to you tonight. Teach your children the ways of God. Don't teach them the ways of the world. Teach them how to be a servant to God. Teach them how to be full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Teach them how to live for God. Teach them how to embrace holiness and embrace, amen, Christianity. Embrace being Christ-like. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. But the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. When you are living for God, when you are full of the Holy Ghost, you're never going to be in want. Praise God. You're never going to be in want uh, for the spiritual. Uh, amen. God's going to take care of the physical, the financial, uh, everything else around you, but you're never going to be in want. You want to know when you get in want uh, is when you tell the Father, uh, Father, give me what I've got coming to me. Uh, amen. I want all that you've got, uh, and I'm leaving this house. That's what the prodigal son said to his dad. And the Bible says that when he had spent all his substance with riotous living, he began to be in want. What was he in want of? He was in want of what was in his father's house. He was in want of what was happening at daddy's house. And he began to say to himself, hey man, even the servants have bread enough and to spare and I perish with hunger. Hey, it's not God's will for you to have to perish with hunger. Hey, man, God has the good things of the land for you. God has the good things of the kingdom for you. Well, hallelujah. Amen. He maketh me to lie down in what? Psalms 23, in Green pastures. Now, you can look at this word, green pastures. It means pastures of tender grass. Now, there's two things that uh, I studied here today. And when these sheep would lie down in a green pasture, the first thing is, is that when you lie down, you are in an indefensible position. You can never win a battle by lying down. You got to get up on your two feet and fight. But my Bible says he leads me and makes me to lie down in green pastures. You know that you've got to fight the good fight of faith, but there comes times in your walk with God that you've got to allow God to give you some peace. You've got to allow the Holy Ghost, uh, amen, to give you. The Bible says that when you get the Holy Ghost, you get righteousness, joy, and peace. We're going to keep on fighting the devil, but I'm going to have peace in my spirit uh, and joy in my soul. Come on now. Amen. It's not God's will for you to be troubled and upset all the time. It's too cold in here, Brother Justin. I put it on 72. If it gets cold, are y'all cold or are you hot? 
Everybody feel good? Okay. Praise God. Some of you saying, oh, praise God, pastor, might turn the AC back. It's only on 72, everybody. Hallelujah. If you're cold, put it on, brother, turn it on 73. Put it on 73. Put it on, brother, you know who I'm talking to. The HVAC, brother. Praise God. But there comes times when you're in your walk with God where you've got to say, okay, God, I'm going to have your peace today. I'm going to have your joy today. I'm just going to walk in the joy of the Holy Ghost. How are you doing today? Oh, praise God. I knew you were doing good. That's how Paul, that's how he wrote, he started out. He says, my uh, my fellow yoke member, yoke fellow. He said, "My, my, oh yeah." He he wrote uh, very unique, and he would say, uh, "My, my children, in whom I have joy. I have no greater joy than to know that my children walk in truth." You know, there's some things that you need to take knowledge of in the Word of God and knowledge of in your walk with God and let it give you joy. I don't feel like you've got to go around being sad all the time and being down all the time. When you've got the Holy Ghost, you're a child of God. It's not God's will for you to be sad and despondent and cast down. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. The, the word of God says that Sanballat and Tobiah, they were much cast, cast down in their own eyes because they knew that the work was wrought of God. You say, Pastor, what are you talking about? Well, let me tell you what we take joy in. Huh, is that when we see God starting to do a work huh, that no man's doing. Huh, that when we see God delivering people from sin, huh, bringing them out of an old life, huh, a man that's dragging them down, huh, slowly taking them down and God gives them something to live for. God picks them up out of deep miry clay. The enemy's cast down. I said the devil's cast down and it's time for the people of God to be excited. It's time for the people of God to dance and shout and worship God. Oh, Hallelujah. I may never get through all these notes tonight. But Sam Ballin and Tobiah, they said, you feeble Jews. That wall you're trying to build, even if a fox runs up on top of it. You guys know about foxes, don't you? Even if a fox runs up on that wall, it's going to knock down your wall. You know, that the devil's a bully. Oh, yeah. The devil berates you all day long. Tell you, see there, you ain't a saint of God. You got mad. The Bible says be angry and sin not. So I might get upset about something, but I didn't sin. 
So devil, get out of here. Man, I was ready to go down to college. My son, he's, he's bigger than I am. He thinks he's tougher, but he's not. I was ready to go down to college and whoop somebody yesterday. But you know what? God fought his battles. Oh, yeah. They put on some perverted movie. You know what he did? Is he got up and walked out of the class. Stood up for Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. I have no greater joy than to know that my children walk in truth. Hey, I'd, I'd rather take an F in the class and sit there, amen, and eat what the devil has with the, this world, eating it all the time. I refuse to eat it. And you know what them Jews did? They built the wall. That wall, they said that wall that the Jews built. You say, what are you talking about the wall now? Because uh, we've got to see, we've got to rejoice in what God's doing. And God rebuilds things in your life. He restores things. There's things in some of your lives that are torn apart that you say, I don't know that it'll ever get put back together. And if you'll give God some time, you got to give God some time. If you'll just give God some time, God will put it back together. And Nehemiah, he got a burden because the walls have been torn down at Jerusalem. And they, be, they begin rebuilding those walls. Huh. Amen. And those walls, in those walls, they said some of those stones uh, weighed 52 tons. Some of the stones that sit there today, they measured, the they know what the density is. They know what it's made out of. And so they measured the length and the width and the height. Huh. They know how much stone is there. And they said some of those stones weighed 52 tons. Those are huge rocks. And they rebuilt that wall in 52 days. Maybe I got the ton and drunk, but it's tons. But it's 52 days. They rebuilt that wall. And the Bible says that the enemy was much cast down in their own eyes because they knew that the work that they saw done on that wall was wrought of God. And that's why you need to take joy and take heart, saint of God, because you look at what God's doing in your life. Amen. And you realize and understand amen, that God is doing the work. That God's putting it back together. That God's restoring. That God is rebuilding. Oh, Hallelujah. There's some, there's some of you that the devil's told you that things can never get back to a normal way of living. And if you'll just give God some time, you'll just give God some time. You know what? You've got God on your side and time on your side. Well, praise God. You just give God some time and you'll see some miracles happen. 
You'll see some things happen in your walk with God, and you'll know that God is the one that has done the work. You write it down tonight, today's date, and you say, okay, God, I'm going to start praying about this, and I'm going to see you do the miracle. You know where he first starts? Is he starts in me. Everyone say he starts in me. Verse 3 says he restoreth my soul. You notice he doesn't start on the outside. He starts on the inside. He starts working on that part of you that nobody can see. He starts working on that part of you that he made and formed. He made all of me. But when God gave me my soul, hey man, I was created in the image of God. And God starts restoring that. How does he restore it? He restores it through the power of the Holy Ghost. Turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 12. Like I said, I don't know that I'll get through this Bible study tonight. Oh, I'm excited about what God's doing. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. Paul wrote, he said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. Notice that word, mercies. We're going to get back to that, Lord willing. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Everyone say transformed. By the renewing of your mind that you might prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. When I got the Holy Ghost, God transformed me. God took my life, a man that was destroyed by sin, and he put me back together. He restoreth my soul. And then everybody that sees me says, hey, that's so-and-so, but I, I'm not sure I recognize them anymore. Hey, man, I know what they used to be. Thank God I'm not what I used to be. But thank God he made me in his image. Oh, hallelujah. I said God will make you and transform you by his spirit. Man, I look at across this congregation and most of you, most of you, I've seen either before you got the Holy Ghost, shortly after, or have heard testimony about how you used to be, how you used to look. And thank God today that I see a transformation. I see a, a change. 
Amen. God brings us out. Amen. He said, I have called you out of darkness into marvelous light. Hey, when you come out of darkness, amen, and the light shines on you, you look completely different than what you used to. Amen. When you walk in darkness, you stumble and fall, and so you get hurt. You get messed up, but when you get the light, you can see to walk. You can see the pathway. You don't have to stumble anymore. You don't have to hurt yourself anymore. Oh, I'm preaching to you right now. You need to let the word of God shine on your path. Hallelujah. <laughs> Leads us in paths. How, how, how does he restore our soul? He leads us in paths of righteousness. Ezekiel 3 and 21 says, Nevertheless, if thou warn the righteous man that the righteous sin not, and he doth not sin, he shall surely live. Because he is warned also, thou hast delivered thy soul. This verse of Scripture was God was talking to Ezekiel and he said, warn the righteous man. He said, tell the righteous man when he is going the wrong direction and he will save his soul. There's another passage of scripture that says it won't be once, it won't be twice, but God continues to deliver the godly out of temptation. Oh, come on, I'm reaching for you here right now. Hey, man, God will deliver you again and again and again and again. Hallelujah. He'll deliver you again out of the trap of the devil. I don't feel like we have to go back to sin. Hey, man, but God continues to deliver us. He continues to set us free. The Word of God says we're not ignorant concerning Satan's devices. That just simply means that if the devil tricks you once, say, wait a minute, I'm recognizing that that old devil is trying to do the same thing to me again. He'll just, he'll just put on a different dress. Same old devil in another dress. This day and age, that's literal. Yeah. You know, I'm going to tell you something. This world has laughed at and made fun of. You say, what, Pastor? Homosexuality, lesbianism, transgenderism, perversion. And made it, made it funny to where the young people, this generation, is the one that is suffering today. Because they go to a schoolhouse and they're told, oh, you may not be a boy. You know what? If God made you a man, you're a man. And if God made you a lady, you're a lady. Huh? Amen. Quit trying to guess uh, whether or not. No. Huh? If God made me this way, this is the way I am. Uh, amen. I am what God made me. I am who I am because what? 
He made me that way. Praise God. And you know what? Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. You're going to see people get the Holy Ghost and come out of that mess. 1 Corinthians 6 and 9. I'm just going to take my time and preach and teach here tonight. And when it's quitting time, I'll let you know. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 6 and 9. This verse of scripture starts out heavy, but it ends good. It says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate. That word effeminate is the homosexual. Nor abusers of themselves with mankind. That's all types of perversion. Nor thieves nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Notice verse 11. It says, and such were some of you. Paul said some of you were that way. But what does it say? Ye are washed. How do you get washed? You get baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins. Ye are sanctified, uh, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus uh, and by the Spirit of our God, by the Holy Ghost. Uh, that's what I used to be. I'm not that way anymore. God delivered me. God set me free. God washed my mind, cleansed my heart. I'm not that way any longer. Don't live, don't, the Bible says, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbids it. Don't continue in sin. When you repent of it and you get baptized in Jesus' name, leave it behind. Say, I'm not going that direction anymore. When I repented, I turned away from that direction. I said, not anymore. I'm leaving that life far, far behind. Don't have time for it. Not looking at it. Not partaking of it. Touch not. Taste not. Handle not. Amen. Yeah, but, oh yeah, we can do anything we want in this world. But you know what? When we're a child of God, we don't want to just do whatever we want. Because I want to please God. I want to be pleased to God. I want God, amen, to smile down on me. Praise God. Let's go on in this Bible study. Psalms 19 and 9 says the fear of the Lord is clean. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. I'm sorry, Brother Marshall, I forgot to send you my notes. Verse 10 says, and it's more to be desired are they than gold. The fear of the Lord. God's enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord. The truth and righteousness. More to be desired are they than gold. Yea, than much fine gold. Now listen to this. Sweeter also than honey. And the honeycomb. Honey and the honeycomb. 
You say, why does it say the honeycomb? Well, I didn't know this, but I went, I went to a, uh, I went to a place that was rather highfalutin, and uh, got there, and they had honeycomb on the plates. And I thought, wow, I wonder what you're supposed to do with that, you know. And I was kind of, I was just kind of watching and listening. And uh, Sister Mayo said to me, she said, yeah, Brother Carriker, she says, that honeycomb is, is the best part of the honey for you. She says, it has more ingredients and nutrients in it than the honey does. And I said, really? I said, how do you eat it? She said, put it in your mouth and chew it. <laughs> I was like, well, okay. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? We're going to eat this in one fell swoop. But God's, God has so much more for us. We don't, he just doesn't want to give us the honey. But he wants to give us the best. He says, you know what? I want you to have the best. I'm going to give you the honeycomb. <laughs> Put it in your mouth and chew it. I was like, wow, that's what a novel idea. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. He gives us the best. You think about that, the Holy Ghost is Christ in you. It's the mystery of the church. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Who's this living in my soul? It's, it's God Almighty. He's living on the inside. Let's go on. Verse 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. So the valley of the shadow is a place where the sheep, they would walk through. This valley would have been a deep, dark place. Predators hiding. I don't know about you, but there are times where in living for God, I have had to go through some, some deep places. I've had to go through some dark places. Uh, all of us, if you live life long enough, you will experience walking through the valley of the shadow. But you know what the Word of God says? It says that I will fear no evil. Now, if you look at that, it says, semicolon, for thou art with me. If God be for us, who can be against us? If God's with us, I don't have to fear anything. If I'm walking with God, I don't have to be afraid. There's all kinds of things the Word of God tells us. It says that there's going to be pestilence. There's going to be all kinds of problems. But you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to hide myself in his pavilion. I'm going to hide myself under the shadow of his wings. How strong is a shadow? Well, you can walk right through it. But when you get God's shadow and God's covering over you, I want God's covering. I've got to have a covering. I want the covering of the Holy Ghost. I want the covering of the blood of Jesus. I want the covering of my pastor 
in my life. I was praying for my pastor today. I said, God, I said, he's in Vietnam. I don't know what he's experienced. I said, God, anoint him. God, help him to preach the truth. God, oh, I know he will, but I mean with a special anointing. Those people in Vietnam, they need a revival. They've been suppressed by communism for so long. Hey, man, that when my dad and Pastor Elder first went there, they were fearful to worship God. Hey, man, but slowly but surely, you know what God's been doing is God's been filling them with the Holy Ghost. God's been showing them the way. God's been adding to the church. God's been making people preachers of the gospel. Hey, man, the truth is marching. You can't stop the truth. You cannot stop the Spirit of God. If you try to stop the Spirit of God, you just spread it. Oh, praise God. I said, God, touch my pastor today. Heal his body. Strengthen his heart. Strengthen his mind. Strengthen his body. Because my God is able. Oh, hallelujah. I'm not going to be fearful because thou art with me. It says, thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. The rod kills the predator. The staff lifts me out of the deep, miry pit. Verse 5, it says that God prepares a table before us. Everyone say before me. God's already in your future. We can look at that verse of Scripture and say, oh, God's... God's going to feed me today. I believe that. I believe he's in the, I believe he's right here right now. I saw the Holy Ghost tonight fall upon John. God do some mighty things. But you know what? God's already in your future. He prepares a table before me. Where does he go? He goes before me. God already knows what tomorrow holds. God's already got you. Hey, you're good to go. All you got to do is just say, okay, God, I'm getting up today. Amen. We're going to have a good day in the Holy Ghost. And come what may, you know what? God's already there. God's going to help me. God's going to bring me through. God's going to give me victory. Amen. Oh, my God is able. With God, all things are possible. Whatever the impossible is, I just need to get God on the scene. It's all going to work out. I said it's all going to work out. Prayers a table before us. John chapter 21. Listen to this. John 21 verse 5. Then saith, then Jesus saith unto them, Children, have ye any meat? And they answered him, No. And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. He was already in the future. Bible says they were toiling away, fished all night. That's kind of like me when I go fishing. I usually don't catch a whole bunch of fish. I'm talking about rod and reel. You put a trot line out with 25 hooks in the water and big old shiners on them, you can catch a bunch of catfish. Then I thought I'd hear a resounding amen out of that. 
We're almost there. And he said, children, have you any meat? They answered him, no. And he said unto them, cast your net on the right side of the ship. Where's the right side of the ship at? Whichever direction is pointing. This is a fixed building. But when you're on the water, yeah, there's the right side of the boat. But that could be north, south, east, west. Get the waves big enough, that could be up or down. On top of the water or underneath the water. And he said, cast your net on the right side. Was he saying that as a, uh, a cliche? You're doing it all wrong, guys. You need to do it the right way. No, I believe they, I, I believe they physically took their nets and said, okay. Because they had heard it before. And so when they heard that, they said, that's the key. You know, in living for God, there's going to be times where it seems like everything you're doing, it seems like it's not working out quite the way that it needs to be working out. And God, God's going to say, hey, this is the way you need to do it. And it's going to say, it's just going to go click and say, there it is right there. That's, that's my answer. That's my answer because I know it's happened before, and so God's going to do it again. What he's done once, he'll do it again. He hasn't quit healing the blinded eyes. He hasn't quit raising the dead. He hasn't quit, amen. Oh, I'm preaching to you tonight. My God, he does it again and again and again and again. Hallelujah. Amen. My God, he believes in redundancy. He believes in doing it over and over and over. That's why he said, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. So when you repent of your sins and you get baptized in Jesus' name, you will receive the Holy Ghost just like they did on the day of Pentecost. Well, hallelujah. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. There's a right way. Church, keep on praying. Keep on fasting. There's more fish to be brought into the kingdom of God. There's more people that want the Holy Ghost. There's, oh yeah, that, it's about revival. It's about people getting full of the Holy Ghost. God said, I'm going to pour out my spirit. Everybody that wants it, he that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. If you want the Holy Ghost, you can have it. Now, let's keep on going. I might be able to finish this. I've got nine minutes. Hallelujah. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Thou anointest my head. Why did he anoint the head with oil? Because the sheep would get parasites. How many has ever, how many has ever dipped your dog for fleas? That's a parasite. Well, fleas aren't just uh, partial to dogs and cats. They like anything that's warm-blooded. And so those old sheep would get parasites. And that shepherd, he would anoint their head with oil. 
and that oil. The Bible says that when they anointed the man of God, they poured the anointing oil on the head, and it would run down all over him, even down to the tips of his feet. And so the reason that God chose the head is because the head is the highest point, and the anointing flows down from the head. And so the anointing kills the parasites. Them old things that try to uh, hitchhike. How many has ever had a hitchhiker try to try to hitchhike with you? And you tell, hey, I don't have time for you, devil. Get out of here. Amen. I'm not doing those things any longer. I don't need that parasite in my life anymore. Amen. I have the anointing. I'm not going to live outside of the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I refuse. Once I got the Holy Ghost, I said, okay, that's where I have got to be. I cannot be outside of the anointing because the anointing, it flows down over me and it takes care of all those problems. Praise God. Teaching, preaching, prayer, fasting. Amen. My cup runneth over. Amen. My cup runneth over. When you get a full cup, when you get your cup running over, how do they how do they keep something renewed and refreshed? Is they keep filling it up. Filling it up. Filling it up. Amen. When you get something that's not full and it's just sitting there and nothing's happening, and after a while it starts stagnating. But you get something that's bubbling over. And it's causing freshness, oxygen to come into the water. Amen. That's why my cup has got to run over with the things of God. It's all right to get. You say, well, I, I, can, I can get too full. No, you can't get too full of the things of God because the Holy Ghost will wash all that stuff out. The Holy Ghost will purge all them old things out of your life huh, that the devil tries to put back in there. Keep the Holy Ghost rolling. Huh, keep the Holy Ghost moving and all that stuff will just flow on down the road. Praise God. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. My God is more than enough. Now, this last verse of Scripture, surely goodness and mercy. Everyone say goodness and mercy. So in modern days, they, they figured out that, that a shepherd could use sheep dogs to help. Help keep the sheep. And so you know what God does to help the church? I'm looking at every one of you. He uses goodness and mercy. And it says, surely goodness and mercy, what does it say? Shall follow me all the days of my life. You know something? That word follow me doesn't mean that it's just walking along on a leash. It means it's running after you. That you can't get away from it. Have you ever tried to outrun a dog? You can't outrun a dog. He's got two more legs than you do. <laughs> and that's the way God's goodness and mercy is. Is it's running after you. It's not going to let you get away. God says, oh, wait a minute. Hey, man, you're not getting away from me. Hey, man, there's too many good things. And my mercy endureth to all generations. Hey, man, my goodness and my mercy is going to follow you. It's going to run after you. Hey, man, and it's going to help you dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Forever.
I'm dwelling in the house of God. Sister Alvarez, Brother Carlos, Brother Ethan, if you all want to come up here, we're going we're gonna to sing a song. The Lord's moved in this service. But God give me this Bible study today for this church. That you know what we have to do, church, is we got to let the goodness and the mercy of God run after us. We got to let that mercy and goodness of God follow us. You know what happens is when, it, when there's an army, they have a rearward, a rear guard. And you know what God's goodness and mercy is? It's God's rear guard. It's protecting you everywhere you go. You walk. Just walk. God's goodness and mercy is walking right behind you. And the whole time, it's protecting you. Oh, yeah, I believe what I preach here tonight. Hey, man, God's goodness and mercy is taking care of his people. Oh, yeah, he's going to go before us. He's already ahead. He says, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemy. But it says God's goodness and mercy is going to follow after. God's goodness and mercy. Hey, man, is, hey, God's around you. You need to quit worrying and say, okay, God, I'm going to have a revival. God, I'm going to see your works in the deep. God, I'm going to see you do great things. God, I'm going to see you do the mighty things that you promised. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Sing, sister. Let's all stand on our feet. Oh, my life, you have God, you've been faithful my whole life. All my life. You've been so good. Say, God, I thank you, Lord, because you've been so faithful.